Many people are using the FaithFi app to help provide the wisdom, community, and money management to stay on track, financially speaking. To date, over 37,000 members are using its digital envelope system, participating in our community forums, and engaging in virtual workshops. And one of the most convenient features is the ability to keep all your accounts in one place for an easy at-a-glance view. You can choose from one of three options depending on your management style, and it's available on desktop or mobile. Go to faithfy.com and click App to get started. You knew it was coming. The latest job numbers show the unemployment rate is increasing. Hi, I'm Rob West. As the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, the economy is slowing down, and a weakening labor market has to follow. It's time to sharpen your job hunting skills, and I'll tell you how to do it. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Okay, by some measurements, the job market is still strong, but the trend is definitely heading in the wrong direction. If you haven't been job hunting lately, you'll want to pay attention because some things have changed. Proverbs 27.12 warns, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. You definitely don't want that. Now, there was a time when you just updated your resume, sent it out, and then waited for a phone call or an email from a hiring manager. That still could happen, but I wouldn't count on it. Fortunately, there are a number of things you can do to improve your chances of landing a job. Uh, Let's start with some of the rules that haven't changed. The first is networking. I know a lot of folks hate the idea of networking, but it's really important. By some estimates, up to 85% of jobs are filled without being advertised, and networking has a lot to do with it. You need to make a plan to contact at least one person you know every day and let them know that you're looking for work and what kind of work you'd like. Keep a list of people you've talked to and notes about the conversation. To take the anxiety out of networking, always ask the other person if they're also looking. Offer to be on the lookout for opportunities for them as well. If you make it as much about the other person, you won't feel like you're being a burden. You also need to improve your job skills, whether you're seeking new employment or not. It's easier than ever these days to find online classes for additional training. Concentrate on skills that transfer to other types of businesses or industries, things like customer service, HR, and bookkeeping. Then update your resume and LinkedIn profile to show those skills or certifications and specify how they increased revenue or cut expenses in your current or previous jobs. Now, something else hasn't changed. Uh, We've talked before about how important it is to never badmouth a previous employer in an interview or on social media, no matter how tempting or deserved. No good can come from it. We've also talked about not posting any kind of objectionable material on social media. The rule is, if you don't want your grandmother to see it, don't post it. A career builder survey revealed that more than half of employers found content on social media that caused them to eliminate an otherwise promising candidate. 
So all of that still holds true. But here's what's changed. These days, you have to use social media in a positive way. It's not just about avoiding bad content. You want to use those platforms to highlight your favorable attributes. That same career builder survey found that 70% of employers use social media to check up on candidates. And get this, almost half said that an applicant's social media content contributed to their decision to extend a job offer. That's how important social media has become. You know what else has changed? Since COVID, many jobs are now being done remotely. That can be a real blessing, but it also presents new challenges. You may not even go into the company office for an interview. That means you have to be ready to make a good first impression in a video interview. Employers now know that they can save a lot of time and trouble by doing interviews on Zoom or some other video platform. If you've never used them before, set up a practice session with a friend or family member so you can get comfortable with the process. Position your computer so there's a professional-looking background or at least nothing that appears untidy. Adjust your camera so you're eye-to-eye with the interviewer. You also want to dress much like you would for an in-person interview. And don't think that's only from the waist up. If you suddenly have to stand up for some reason, you don't want folks to see your jammy bottoms. Also, alert others in the house not to disturb you during the interview. Close the door to keep out noise from the rest of the house. Everything else is much like you'd prepare for an in-house interview. Have a copy of your resume and other related paperwork handy in case the interviewer refers to it. And finally, follow up the online interview with an email expressing thanks no later than the next day. So those are ways you can sharpen your job hunting skills and be ready for whatever the economy brings. We hope you'll take advantage of them. All right, your calls are next. The number, 800-525-7000. You can call that 24-7, 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West, and you're listening to Faith and Finance. We'll be right back. What's most important to you when it comes to choosing your financial advisor? Someone who's aligned with your biblical values? How about someone who will take the time to explain your options? Certified Kingdom Advisors are professionals who meet high standards in competence and integrity and have been trained to offer biblical financial advice. To find a Certified Kingdom Advisor in your area, visit faithfi.com and click Find a CKA. Are you searching for a way to become a better, faithful steward of the resources that God has given you? Well, download the FaithFi app and join the 37,000 others who are already using our app. The FaithFi app will provide you with wisdom, community, and simply help you stay on track with your finances. We have three money management options to choose from, so find an option that fits your unique needs. It's available on desktop or mobile. Simply go to faithfi.com and click app to get started. We're back. I'm Rob West, and this is Faith and Finance. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for taking the time. As we head into our calls and questions, I want to take a moment to ask you if you've downloaded the FaithFi app. You can use it on your desktop or your mobile device. All right, let's head to the phones. By the way, if you have a question, just call 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. Let's begin in New York. Sunshine, thank you for calling. How can I help? Hi, um, I've uh, heard um, Larry Burkett years ago, and um, I know somebody asked this 
question, but I can't remember what the answer was. Yeah. Okay. I get um, Social Security, and then I have my retirement funds, and they take taxes out of that, and I have to uh, either I have to pay in or I'll get a refund. My question is, I tithe from everything that comes into the house. Now, if I get a refund back from the government, do I have to tithe off of that again? You would not. So if you're applying the principle of the tithe, Sunshine, and I love this idea that we would be proportionate in our giving using the tithe uh, based on our increase to give a tenth to our local church. Um, If you're tithing on the gross amount that's coming into your household, which is part of your increase from whatever source, then if you're giving a portion of that to the government temporarily to hold on to by sending a little extra through your probably uh, salary deferral, the taxes coming out of your paycheck, and they're holding on to that money, and then they're giving it back to you uh, at the end of the year in the form of a tax refund, that really is money that you've already tithed on. And so that's not a part of your increase. Uh, It was your increase when you should have received it, and instead it was redirected to the government temporarily. So uh, no, you would not tithe on that money. Now, you can never outgive God, and if it's an opportunity with some unexpected funds to say, Lord, where might you be leading me? Uh, That's always a good question to be asking, but if you're applying the principle of the tithe, it would not apply to that money. Now, if you don't mind me asking, Sunshine, how much are you getting back? Um, uh, a little over 6000 Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot. And so what I would say is, I mean, this might be kind of a forced savings plan for you that you look forward to having. Uh, I'd rather you get that in your budget every month. I mean, that's $500 a month that you could have every month in your budget and you could not just spend it mindlessly, but you could get it into your plan so that it's going where you want it to go uh, to whatever goals and priorities you have on a monthly basis. Uh, rather than getting this big windfall every year and giving the government an interest-free loan for you know up to a year on a pretty sizable amount of money. So if you wanted to kind of right-size that, I certainly don't want you to owe anything at the end of the year, but if you wanted to get to a place where you had, um, you know, perhaps just a very small refund, that would be ideal. And updating what's called your W-4, if you're a W-2 employee, your W-4 form, which you can download from irs.gov, there's a helpful worksheet there that would allow you to put in how much income you expect over a year from all sources, how many dependents you have, any uh, deductions you're expecting beyond the standard deduction. And when you finish completing the worksheet and then turn that into your employer, it would adjust how much they're withholding so that you don't get so much back and you get more of that in your paycheck every month. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't work. I'm retired. (laughs) Okay. All right. So yeah, you may just want to look, where is that withholding coming from then? Um, what they're taking out of me, it's coming from, I have, uh, my retirement, which is Nothing to write home about. You don't get enough money to buy paper products for the month. Then I have my husband's. Plus, I took a chunk out of his 401k and created another annuity. So I'd have another monthly check coming in. And then I got my Social Security. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah. So you... 
Uh, it makes total sense. Very good. Well, uh, bottom line is going back to your original question. No, you would not apply the principle of the tithe to that money being returned to you as a refund. So I appreciate your generous heart and wanting to honor the Lord with your finances. And also thanks for uh, mentioning the late Larry Burkett. We're all uh, incredibly grateful for the ministry Larry continues to have, even though uh, the Lord took him home in 2003. God bless you, sunshine. Thanks for calling today. Hey, let's go to Florida. Hi, Gail. You're next on the program. Go ahead. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. My call is in regards to identity theft. Um, Is there a company that you would suggest that would track or monitor credit cards, bank accounts, uh, the credit score? We've heard so much uh, about fraud, and I was just wondering what um, what you would suggest to protect us for the future of any potential problems. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, my general recommendation is if you haven't had your information compromised, uh, then the best company is the free company, and that's you, uh, because you can go to all three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. You can freeze your credit for free, which just simply means that if somebody were to try to open an account in your name fraudulently, uh, you know, they wouldn't be able to do so because they wouldn't be able to provide that PIN number, and so that would stop them in their tracks. And then if you're exercising best practices with regard to your accounts, just, you know, keeping your financial life fairly simple, not having, you know, lots of open accounts that you're not using. And for those that you are using, you're monitoring those statements regularly. You're not clicking on phishing emails with a PH, you know, putting in information on links that you're getting or, you know, giving out your information over the phone if somebody calls you on an unsolicited basis, um, you know, then I think you're pretty much doing what you need to do to protect yourself, especially if you're keeping your browser and your your software updated on your computer and, you know, taking advantage of the security patches and not using public Wi-Fi, uh, you know, to transact business, those kinds of things. Um, can you pay for a service? Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, LifeLock, would be one, um, you know, that, uh, you could use. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, most things that, um, you know, can be done, you can do yourself. I would add to that list I mentioned before, um, you know, using a password manager so you can update your passwords regularly and use a really strong string of characters, uh, to protect your accounts. And if you do those things, I think you've put yourself in a position to save, you know, maybe $350, a year uh, for one of these services that basically do the things that you can do on your own. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate that information. All right. God bless you, Gail. Thanks for calling today. 800-525-7000. We've got some lines open today. We'd love to hear from you with whatever questions you have on your mind, uh, financially speaking. Before we head back to the phones, let me tackle an email. We receive emails every day at askrob at faithfi.com. Bill writes, we have a 401k at my company. We'd like to put money into it, but someone at church told me they're not fond of 401ks. Are there any good reasons not to invest in my 401k? And I would say uh, financially, there really is uh, no reason uh, not to contribute to your 401k. It's an excellent tax-deferred vehicle for growing your assets, uh, particularly if your employer offers any matching contributions. That's free money. Uh, Sometimes you can run into problems by limited investment choices that your 401k may offer. So they have a limited menu of options, and you may or may not be fond of the options they're making available, although increasingly, 
401ks are having more options available. They even will offer, in some cases, faith-based investments and what they call a brokerage window so you can invest in anything, even outside the plan. But if you'd rather have more control over your retirement, you could open an IRA and put in either 6500 or 7500 depending on whether you're over or under age 50, and you can invest in anything. Um, and you can have one for you, and if you're married, one for your spouse. But apart from that, no reason to be concerned about a 401k. Bill, thanks for your call. We'll be right back on Faith and Finance Day with us. My name is Kent, and I'm a member of Christian Healthcare Ministries. I have a friend who actually has great insurance, and she recently had a a life-threatening experience. And she was laying in the hospital bed afraid, not afraid for her life, but afraid of what her insurance would or would not cover. And as a CHM member, I can honestly say I just never have that fear. I can't tell you the, the peace of mind that provides. Learn more about Christian Healthcare Ministries' biblical cost sharing at chministries.org. Every day, FaithFi is working to meet people right where they are. Through our national radio program, app, and website, we're helping people put their faith in God and not in money and possessions. And we're encouraging and equipping Christians to have a passionate pursuit for sacrificially living and giving the money entrusted to them. If you believe in and have benefited from FaithFi, would you consider becoming a monthly FaithFi patron? Learn more about the FaithFi patrons' membership at faithfi.com and click Give. Welcome back. This is Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls today, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. By the way, you don't have to call. Just send an email, askrob at faithfi.com. That's askrob at faith, the letters F-I dot com. Let's go right back to the phones. James, go right ahead. Hey, Rob. I work a uh, short-term kind of job, construction part of the communications industry. About a dozen or so companies will get assigned a particular city or state, work that project, upgrade. Latest was 5G, but, you know, other things. So this is the first time a company automatically enrolled me. I found out when I filed my taxes this year, a particular box had a large sum of money. I was like, hey, (laughs) what's that for? And they told me it's a 401k. I was yeah. like, well, I know of a 401k, but the first name I want to hear is Ross. So <laughs> um, in my mind, I was actually paying attention to the word IRA yeah. the whole time we were talking 401k by mistake. So I might have accidentally told him to change it to Ross, but when they transferred me, that guy enlightened me saying, well, you know there's no match if we go to the Ross IRA, and he slowed his speech down enough for me to catch it. I was like, oh, 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 well, free money is always good. I don't want to miss the match. So my thoughts are this. They got me on a 20% vest for, you know, five years, be 100. But because it's a short-term job, I don't even know if the next or several of the next short-term jobs would even have the option to do anything if a rollover is an option or what options are. So here's my two parts. Free money beats Roth. Roth beats traditional. But in this particular case, what thoughts? Should I do the Roth uh, 401k over the traditional so I can get my match? And then what to do to roll out or something later? 
I like the way you're thinking here, James, and you've uh, you've laid it out really well. This is actually becoming more and more common, James, interestingly, uh, just because more companies are now automatically enrolling workers in 401k plans, which increases the participation rate. Actually, beginning in 2025, auto enrollment will be mandatory for all employers with new 401k and 403b plans. Uh, it's still voluntary right now. Um, you know, obviously, the younger you are, the more you'll benefit from a Roth IRA and uh, you have more control over it in the sense that you've got unlimited investment options. But I agree with you. I don't want to forego that matching because you're not going to find that free money, you know, in the stock market. That's for sure. So I would say you're correct in that, uh, you know, matching trumps everything. And then beyond that, I'd like for you to get the tax-free growth of the Roth even though there's an argument to be made, uh, you know, that we don't know where the tax code is going down the road. But here's what I would say. I think we're at the perhaps lowest end of that range because these tax rates that we're enjoying right now are going to expire. Um, and, you know, we'll see that happen in uh, at the end of the calendar year 2025 when nearly all of the provisions of the 2017 tax uh, act um, affecting individual income taxes are scheduled to expire. And so obviously there'll be a lot of political debate about that, but we can pretty much uh, be certain that if taxes are going one direction or the other, it's going to be higher. Um, so I think there's a case to be made for you to go ahead and pay those taxes now, enjoy that tax-free growth, and have all that money there, there down the road. I think the thing you just need to check on is because of the nature of your job being short-term, just make sure that you know if you're taking advantage of that matching that you can, in fact, then as soon as you separate from the company, roll that money out. And if it's in a traditional 401k, you could obviously convert it to Roth at that time, which would then from that point forward, allow it to grow tax-free. Uh, does that make sense? And was there another question there? That makes sense. But keep in mind, out of the handful of companies, I could be working with them for them again, you know, three projects down the road, uh, 18 months from now. You never know how it's going right. to end up. Right, right. Uh, are you paid as a 1099 independent contractor? No, sir. Uh, it's a contract okay. position, but they pay you W-2 employee. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and that's how they're doing the salary deferral, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just take, I mean, while you're with them, I'd take full advantage of it. You obviously could leave it there, uh, are, but, but it's currently not going into a Roth 401k. It's going into a traditional. Is that correct? It's traditional. When I found out, I jumped the gun telling them to put it into Roth because I was intellectually thinking IRA the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the thought, I was like, oh, I might need to call him back because I don't want to miss the match. And I could do that with yeah. an easy phone call. I just wanted to make sure before I had him double change it or if there was another option that was considered. Yeah. Well, you know, they can do the Roth 401k matching just as they do with the traditional. Uh, typically, the way this has worked and this is changing is that the matching contributions go into the traditional 401k uh, rather than the Roth. So your salary deferral goes into the Roth, but they can still match going into the traditional. So that's what I would ask about because that's typically how that works. Oh, the best of both worlds. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now they're changing okay. that in the future, just based on some new legislation that's going to allow them to actually do the match straight into the Roth as well. But you shouldn't necessarily have to forego that match. It could just be that they could direct it to the traditional IRA. So obviously with your you know job situation, it does complicate things a little bit. So I think this is good that you're asking some questions. I'd go back to your plan administrator, get clarity on that and and don't pass up that uh, that free money if, if at all possible. James, thanks for your call today, sir. God bless you. To Indianapolis. Hi, Amy. How can I help you? My question is, I'm 63 years old and um, I'm divorced. I've been divorced for nine years. I was married for 26. And um, I've heard that I can potentially draw off of my ex's um, social security. And I was wondering what the, the policy was with that and at what point I could do that. And also, if I did, um, cause I'm planning on working till 70 and not mm-hmm. taking mine at 70. Could I, this, can you discontinue taking his and take mine? Yes. Yeah, a- absolutely. So here, here's the way that works. Uh, basically if your marriage lasted 10 years or longer, uh, and you are unmarried, uh, you would have the ability uh, to take his benefit. Now, um, as long as you know, you could take it as early as 62, but you're going to have about a 32% reduction on that benefit, which is only up to 50% uh, as, a, as a spouse or an ex-spouse that you can get based on his record. You'll take about a 32% uh, percent reduction on that versus waiting until you get to full retirement age. Um, so, you know, you have to just determine whether it makes sense for you to go ahead and do that. Now, if uh, you can let your benefit continue to grow, and then at some point, if you wanted to switch to yours, you could certainly do that. You can't take both, but you could take uh, either your ex-spouse's or yours, whichever is higher. And so a lot of folks will do that and let theirs continue to grow and then switch to the other. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for your call today. God bless you. Well, that does it for us today. I'm Rob West. Thanks to our amazing production team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.